Hey friends and welcome. Hello, hello. You know what today is. It's Thursday and Thursday's Beyond Talk Small Talk Day. Beyond Small Talk Day. Say that three times fast. Beyond Small Talk Day. It's Beyond Small Talk Day. My name is Jackie Janik and I'm a women's empowerment coach helping women uncover their purpose and define their own path in the world. And today you are watching Beyond Small Talk. Real women, real conversations, elevating womankind one talk at a time. And I don't know what kind of week you've had, yet mine has been like, woo! up here I've been on running on like 120 all week long and you know what I could use like a really good funny laugh and some girl time and some community hey nan hey deeply funny podcast is on yes let's just bring her on like who wants to hear me talk when we can just hear from Kristen at deeply funny podcast who what's funny to you tell me a joke and you could be like that is just the lamest thing ever because like that's not funny. <laughs> hey Kristen. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? I can. How are you? I'm great. Hello. Can you hear me is like the first thing I've said to everyone for the past three and a half years. <laughs> Literally followed by you're on mute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you today? <laughs> well, thank you for joining Beyond Small Talk. Um, I really appreciate that. And yeah, let's dive in because I've been listening to the pod, Deeply Funny Podcast. Congratulations. It's awesome. Thank you. And also your first live on IG when you were talking about stand up and you went to a show. And I was like, what does it take to do that? And is that um, Deeply Funny Podcast? Let's start from the beginning. Why Deeply Funny pod Podcast? How did that start? Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So there's a lot of different ways I could start. Let's start with the lighter side of life. <laughs> um, basically, the name Deeply Funny came because your heart is both, right? Every single one of us, we have a dichotomy. We have this deeply funny side of us that like, no matter what crazy, am I allowed to swear on this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I drop more F-bombs than I really right, should. Right. But yeah, you can right. do best to keep it pg but anyways whatever crazy shit happens to us in life like we can choose to laugh at it or we can choose to like lay down and cry right you always have that choice in the matter and like some days you need to do both right so deeply funny really for me was just born out of this place of like when life happens to me i can lay down and laugh or i can lay down and cry but one way or another i just am gonna have to feel something so that's where the origin of the name comes from that's so like wow you're gonna have to feel something which that that point is very poignant that's a good one and sometimes um you, you know laughing just feels good but sometimes people feel like oh it's in inappropriate to laugh at the moment like say if you're really like sad or you're grieving or things like that sometimes i think people think like i shouldn't laugh right now it's not appropriate i always think laughter is yeah. appropriate okay though. you know i have to give credit to my mother on this one because my mom like she literally has almost gotten kicked out of funerals of like close family members because like, she just laughs she laughs at them and I'm like mom <laughs> like you're not supposed to be at a funeral and she's like well this is just how I deal with emotion right um and I think it, I don't know to me it's just a funny thing with my mother but if I was a kid and I was sick like it was the weirdest thing it's like her stress response actually mm. but like in the bathroom like getting sick like you know like stomach bug or something she would laugh so hard in the kitchen she'd pee her pants like she would just be in tears laughing and you know as a kid it's very confusing you're like are you laughing at me like that's mean but eventually i realized like 
it's just like that's her biological response to like when something really crazy is happening she just gets in stitches she thinks it's hilarious and of course she's like compassionate and kind but i don't know it just gave me this really cool model that i really haven't seen that many other times in life which is just like hey you have permission to laugh at this and you know as a kid you're like i'm sick am i like gonna die what's wrong with me and you're like well mom's laughing so it can't be that bad <laughs> that's a really good point because also when you feel like when someone's laughing that it can't be that bad right like it can't be that bad sometimes it may be and that that's just the coping uh mechanism yeah. but it just sounds like it's more fun you know like it just sounds yeah fun most of the time i think right? one of the biggest things that i've had to learn because yeah whatever for better or for worse like i've gotten that ability in my life to laugh at it you do have to make sure you're not just using it like a coping mechanism. Like I'm just allowing myself to go numb and kind of refusing to feel like I'm not going to go into that emotion. Like that's where humor and comedy, you can almost like weaponize it, right? Like rather than feel yeah. something, I'm just going to throw a big sarcastic remark at that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I've really over the years tried to reduce how much I lean on sarcasm in my toolkit. Um, I think you can be funny. You can laugh. Like there's a lot of different kinds of comedy. But I do try and dial back on the sarcasm because I realized like that was actually hurting me. Like that wasn't helping. So that's interesting. So do you feel there's a difference between sarcasm, humor, maybe wit? I love witty people. Witty people to me are just I just love them. But I didn't really think about the sarcasm. Like what are the nuances between all of them? Oh man, I definitely cannot like lay this out for you. <laughs> I, I mean, okay, so this is a thing, right? Like when you decide, okay, I'm going to start doing comedy. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know how many of your listeners, like you guys mm -hmm. go to open mic nights or you go to comedy shows or even just on Netflix, like you watch a comedy special. Like if you know Jim Gaffigan, right? He's this, he's gotten really famous. He has material about hot pockets and like, just like very Midwestern American humor. And it's like, mm -hmm. he's not that funny but some mm -hmm. of the jokes work and it's like he's highly relatable he's highly relatable mm -hmm. and he does self-deprecation in a way you know like he'll be like oh like i'm so fat or whatever you know but he does it in a way where it doesn't really feel like he's just like hating on himself like he's doing it in this way of like you know he's just relating to his audience he's making people feel like they're part of the conversation like come on in right so to me when you look at like what makes someone funny like why does jim gaffigan work because <laughs> you see yeah. this guy really speaking like you're like he's not beyonce like how exactly did he get famous <laughs> like what what's his special sauce right but it's like when you start looking at comedy analytically and going why did why is this funny why did the joke work like there's a lot of different answers to that like you might laugh because mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like being self-deprecating and you feel superior to them and it makes you laugh a little bit. Like mm -hmm. the root of some comedy and jokes is like, oh, is that what is that what I think is funny? Um, but on the side of it and at its core, and this is the kind of mm -hmm. comedy that I'm interested to pursue is like, just look at the heart of it. It's like anything. Comedy is just, I write poetry too. I, I do other things mm -hmm. in arts. And it's like, what's the heart? What's the core of it? Like, why are you telling this joke? Why does it matter? How does it connect with people? And, you know, I can write a poem about, you know, <laughs> depression or something <laughs> and deliver it. And I mean, oh, it's so sacred. And some people are going to connect with that. And then there's other people who are like, 
oh my god like do i how many minutes long is this freaking poem right now and it's like not everybody so for me it's like i feel like i have a message that i was like you know put here on this earth to deliver to people how i do it how i package it that is open for interpretation right <laughs> such a cool way to look at for example like i watch a lot of dave chappelle whether people like him or hate him for whatever reasons um i started to listen to his jokes more in depth like you were saying like why because how do i relate to dave chappelle why do i like him so much um and i've just been thinking because yes he does push some of my buttons i think for me personally i like when someone kind of stretches me and makes me think about something right so while i don't feel like super relatable to him i do feel like he makes me think yeah. and for me i enjoy people who um and the way he makes me think is not like how you see like you know in politics they yell at each other or they're just always disagreeing or let's be real they don't really communicate very well right and i <laughs> let's be real they don't communicate like don't get communication skills from politicians and but dave chappelle just somehow he delivers it it just like lands on me where i'm like hmm even there was one joke that he said that I hate, like I got so offended by. Oh, I was like, what the fuck? Like that was offensive. <laughs> and then he says, but you pressed my face on Netflix. You pressed to watch me. And I was like, well, I did. <laughs> so yeah. I think like, I mean, to me, my reaction to that is like, it's just important to get out of your bubble every once in a while. <laughs> like if you only listen, if you only watch, if your only source of information is 100% people who agree with you, like you're never going to have the chance to change your mind and I mean honestly that's sometimes it's kind of like the funniest type of comedian to me is when I'm like watching someone and I'm like oh like I freaking hate their politics I hate what they're saying I hate all this and they still make me laugh and I'm like dang it I really don't want to laugh at that joke but like god that was funny <laughs> so exactly and that's the thing it's like sometimes I think to me like that's that's like whatever is a weird phrase but it's coming to me right now but it's kind of the burden of comedy it's like you're trying to make mm. laugh but the other thing is like comedy it's this is you know kind of a segue into like a lot more about why why my podcast why do i do what i do mm. like it, it enables us to let our guard down it lets stuff like slip mm. there, right and it's like i think everybody alive is like somewhere on a healing journey right like we've all had some darkness even just as collective humanity like whoa people we've been through some shit but yeah. we're all here and it's like some people are at a place where like yeah they can totally let their guard down they can you know feel deeply they can sit and meditate for an hour in the morning other people are not there <laughs> but you know it's like i can go and listen to some jokes and like every once in a while like just because of the forum like you put your guard down just enough that something good slips in there. And it's like, ooh, that hit me in like the deep heart of like my human experience, right? Like, oh, I really felt that. And I think Dave Chappelle, yeah. yeah Dave he does that. Like, whether or not you agree with him, his politics, you like what he stands for, all of that aside, like his comedy is this really, really good thing of like taking down your walls. And like he gets his point mm -hmm. in there. Whether or not you like his point or you resonate with it, that's another story entirely but yeah i think he's a master at like you know kind of getting in there and like actually getting his message to people in a way that's unexpected 
completely that's that's it you had nailed it for me thank you because i try to explain to people why i like him so much and because some people like you like you said like he's you know canceled this or that or you know he's been all over but one you're talking about him right and two it's unexpected so some of the things that he says that's even writers that i like um i would love for her to be on this pod but uh ash from she has the thing called you might like at the middle finger project and her a great name right yeah. and her writing <laughs> is so superior and it's because it's unexpected and i and you know i've been like stalking her girl stalking her for years now and she wrote this one thing and she's like i can't believe you remember she answered me back and i said you wrote stop peeing in the sea of sameness and i was like who would say that out loud and write it in a blog and i was like brilliant like i want that kind of like even through my messaging and working with women you know i don't love the word empowerment it's just i didn't think of another one for it right but i feel like it's just <laughs> overused and like yeah. whatever um it's i like that unexpected like i for me i don't think everyone does i don't know what do you think yeah i mean in the realm of like just pure comedy writing like you know if you take a class they're like yeah there are six, you know, like whatever, academically, like there are six things that people find funny or whatever. But one way to make people laugh is doing something that's unexpected. Like that, if, if an unexpected outcome happens, your brain will just make you laugh, like automatically. So I think from like a intellectual sense, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but, you know, this is like, if there's like one message I had to deliver today, it's this one mm -hmm. and a perfect segue to it. It's, you know, sometimes it's like we forget because we get so caught up in our, our cute little life, our human experience, right? We forget that the point of life is to live it. We forget that we're here to like enjoy it, to have fun with it. And there's gonna be ups and downs, like, you know, the roller coaster ride. <laughs> but, you know, some people your adrenaline sport is like skydiving or downhill skiing as fast as you freaking can. Some people fall in love, right? Like what a roller coaster ride that can be. Um, you know, my adrenaline sport is performing. When I get on stage and do stand-up comedy, do poetry, oh, what a rush, you know? And I'm just taking notes. Yeah. I'm not like, you know, being rude. It's like, you're saying such good stuff. And I love that you call it adrenaline sport. So it's like, when you said that, I was like, oh my God, that's this for me. I don't know how you feel on podcasts, right? Um, to me, live and people say, well, how do you do live? Why would you do that? I said, because that is, you nailed it. Again, adrenaline sport for me where after this, I feel like I can conquer the world. Other people I know that I have had co-hosts, women come on and like, I schedule a nap after I'm on your live because it takes all of them. It takes yeah. all of them to um, go I've, through I've, this. Like an 11 out of 10, I'm like, let's go climb a freaking mountain. And I take probably a deep breath, I don't know. <laughs> We are like the same. We're like, oh yeah, we can do this for hours and then go run about. And I'm like, it just lights me up. It lights well, me up. You. But like that, and I and I think for you too, it's like, yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Like imposter syndrome, whatever you want to call that. I wish I had a like you said. I could use a different name. I'm tired of that one. Like yeah, but that, that thing that creeps in, and that, that's really what my podcast is about at its core is like creative self-expression, right? I for years felt like I was gonna just curl up in a little ball and die because I had this voice that was trying to get out of me and I couldn't like I just couldn't do it like I kept I kept falling up I kept falling up 
And eventually one day it was like something in me exploded. And I was just like, oh shit, I can't go back. <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, it's like that creative voice. Like that's the thing that makes you alive. And like, I don't know, I have a lot of friends who are like super goofy and weird and playful. And it, I played Ultimate Frisbee for a bunch of years. And it's just awesome. Like it has kept me in like the Peter Pan syndrome of just mm -hmm. like, I will never. <laughs> but I think that's a good thing. And I've had a big corporate professional serious job and all that. But like at your core, I'm guessing you're one of these people because you're alive and you're breathing. Like at your core, you have something in you that is like dying to get out. It's dying to get expressed to the world. And it doesn't really matter. Like to me, it's like, that's what being alive is. It's like, I'm going to engage with that. I'm going to play with it. I'm going to let her out of her cage for a while. <laughs> and eventually I think the goal is like that instead of letting her out of her cage and putting her back, like we can merge with that person, right? Like we become that it doesn't have to be your day job, people. Like, you know, if, if you, yeah, you, know. Yeah, you have the pressure, especially in the entrepreneur world, it's like, it has to be your day job. And you know, that you said that uh, there's a young, little, young, beautiful girl that jumped on Caitlin. I don't know if she's still here. She's one of my best friend's daughter. And I see that star in her, right? I don't know, Caitlin, if you're listening, but I'm going to talk about you. And she just dances and, you know, just sings and she likes fashion and she's just, and, you know, really using her creative expression so beautifully and out there and putting it on. And then I believe she's uh, 11 or 12. And then all of a sudden you hit your like women hit this certain age. And we just like you said, she goes in a cage. Right. And then we have to let her out again. And then she goes in the cage because that's not how you were supposed to behave. Yeah. And you talked about like the Peter Pan syndrome. Is that what it's called? Peter Pan syndrome, right? Did I make that up? <laughs> Did I make it? Another thing. Michael. I don't know. My mother used to say I had it. She she said that to me all the time. Why are you still acting like a child? Yeah. I was like, because it's fun, right? And it's because I can still have fun at now, still 47 years old, when one of the kids wants to go jump in the puddles or we used to make this, you know, you just get make crazy things. We made, it was called Glenda soup. Like, what, what was it? We just threw everything in a pot and then put it in the street. Like, why would we do that? But it was fun, right? And why why as women and when we get older and we have to lose that yeah. or we allow ourselves to lose that or someone like my mother tells me you can't do that anymore i, I like yeah I, that makes me I've like, like run face first into a playground and just been like oh my god the swings the slide and then i'm like oh shoot this is for kids oops okay <laughs> and then i'm like you know like you're like at the children's museum or something and they have like some exhibit and i'm like in the middle of it and i'm like Oh, I look like creepy because there's just a bunch of people's children in here. Or like, how many times have I been asked this as I've gotten older? Which one's yours? And I'm like, huh? Yes. I'm like, oh, oh, are all of, oh, all these adults are here because they have a kid in the ball pit playing? No, I was like fascinated, like watching this take place, right? And they're like, which one's yours? I'm like, um, none of these are mine. Fine. <laughs> just... I don't know, please. <laughs> That's, I don't know. I think for me. I've almost been like reverse aging. Like I took myself most of my life way too freaking seriously. And every coach, I used to play a lot of sports, like every coach, teacher, parent, everything in my life, you know, people are like, don't be so hard on yourself. Don't take yourself so seriously. You got to learn how to laugh at yourself. And, you know, it's like, I swear that every year I get older, like, I'm just like, oh, I'm starting to get it now. You know, and we talk about, I, I think right now there's a big buzzword around like inner child work. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know what that means, but like, I kind of have a hunch I've been doing it. 
And anyway, I, the point, I guess, for me is just, like, there's still, like, a little girl or a little boy or a little person, gender it, like, a little person in all of us that, like, it's just like, hey, do you remember me? Do you remember, like, when we used to just, like, walk around, like, so captivated and, like, in awe and wonder at the world and when, like, we used to play and, you know, you can't fail. It's like, that's the playground is, like, the training that's like the training wheels for life right like the first time you got put on a bicycle and just like throw you out there like you had little training wheels and like it was still kind of scary but you couldn't fall and then you build up and like I don't know why we well we could talk about capitalism and all kinds of things but I don't I don't know why <laughs> I have no idea why we got this idea in our head that like we don't get to do that anymore and you know for me like I don't know. I guess it's like it raises the stakes, right? It's like the only way to get better at comedy is to get on stage in front of people and tell your jokes. Like I could do it in the mirror. It's not the same. And, you know, I'm trying to start a business and it's like, you know, they're like, oh, you have to market yourself on social media. So I'm posting and posting and I'm like, man, I just really have this like very strong awareness that I suck at this right now. And that everything I'm posting probably comes off cheesy used car salesman. Like I hate this. And unfortunately, every single person in my life who I'm connected with on social media gets a front row seat to watch me fail. <laughs> and like, it's okay, right? Like, I know they're cheering for me or not. If yeah. I got and, yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, there was a quote that um, Brene Brown said, if they're not playing in your arena, what do you care? You know, and now I feel that way too, because it's like, yeah, it might suck. And I listen to myself four seasons ago on the podcast and I was like, oh boy, I really suck. However, you show up, you're showing up, right? I'm showing up. And it was like, regardless, again, this is our adrenaline sport. And I was like, I'm showing up for it, right? Like I literally had to take a CBD gummy because I was like, I get two, like, and I trip over my words because I get two adrenaline popped up. And I was like, where you're at right now, feel East Coast to me. Me, East Coast? Yes, I am East Coast. Do yeah. I feel New Yorkish to you? Those vibes. <laughs> I think like everyone Thank in New York City, they ought to put CBD in the water. I swear to God, everyone needs to take a pill pill. <laughs> oh, can I be part of your act? Can you use me? I always say that too. I'd love to be. You can be like, I met this girl on a podcast and she needs CBD oh in her God. water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, okay, so I started doing improv um, last year, I guess. Yeah, I started taking improv classes. And like, holy whoa, I, I did not know it was acting. Like I was like, oh yeah, we'll like go be funny. We'll riff, we'll like tell jokes. And I got there and I was like, I, I invented acting class. Like I, I did not understand that. And I, I've never acted a day in my life. And I have this like deep panic fear. Like it triggers like stage five stage fright for me. Um, I have a very deep panic that someone's gonna make me talk in a funny accent. Like, did you ever? <laughs> drinking games in college where it's like you know oh yeah like the new rule is everyone has to talk in an accent like I would just drink my whole beer and <laughs> like I'm chug it done like, <laughs> yes but uh yeah uh, I got inspired by a friend of mine and I decided to spend a weekend like in character whatever like we're at a party thing and I created a character with the help of a few of my friends and it was like uh basically I pretended like it was like a Long Island New Jersey you know kind of person that I was with very closely so you asked me to be part of the act I'm like let me introduce you to Tammy <laughs> but, I can only picture Tammy I got it yes <laughs> but all I'm gonna say is like, like going back to that concept of play right like 
Tammy felt like a safe character for me. She wasn't going to be like culturally offensive. Like I was like, how can I do this? Because I'm always like so worried about offending somebody. But uh, Tammy Viaducci, my alter ego, like I have never had more fun in my life. I had a freaking blast. I was like just literally crying in tears, like being in character all weekend. And I was like, okay, 2023, I got to like, it's my year of character work. I've got to come up with more, <laughs> got to come up with more funny characters and do more bits because like, it's just playing. It's just recess. Like, life is serious. Life is happening. And then, you know, you put on your best Long Island accent and emulate some, like, you know, very hilarious people that you have in your life. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, like, life is not so serious after all. Like, actually, I'm allowed to have fun with it. I can do whatever I want, right? <laughs> I love that. I'm allowed to have fun with it. Um, because even here, I work with a, a Brit girl right British and I just started saying some Brit words and I was like it doesn't match this accent <laughs> like my it just didn't and I said something because she they call things different it's just different right so everyone here is like I was like the other day she was talking to me I was like I have no idea what you're talking about and she's like sometimes I have no idea what you're talking about because we both have very strong accents to our you know environment and it's just hysterical oh my god I'm from um I grew up in the south when I go home I was just home for a month over the holidays like yeah there are some people, including my mom and dad, where I'm like, do you really talk like that? <laughs> but it started to come back after about three weeks, like I was falling back into my accent. I was like, time to get out of here before I start sounding like a Southern Belle again. <laughs> yeah, that's not my favorite accent. I think I do like, I do like uh, Australian. Um, I do like Brits. I do like... I like New York accents. I don't know, but I've been around it my whole entire life, born and raised in New York. So um, I could tell the difference, though, because some people, Jersey and New York, um, you know, North Shore, South Shore of Long Island, there are different dialects. I need to hire you. You'll be my accent consultant when I'm ready. <laughs> when you need uh, Tammy's friend. <laughs> When Tammy gets her new best friends, uh, I'll I'll help you out with that one. <laughs> Head of my life, I gotta come up with more more characters. But if you guys have any ideas for characters, uh, you know, DM me. <laughs> that is hysterical. Well, Kristen, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. This has been such a fun, and um, I also wanted to say, oh, curiosity. That's what you said before, and I think that's what we lose a whole lot, and I'm so happy that um, my daughter is autistic and pretty significant, but she always has this curiosity in her, and, and, it, and it hasn't gone away, and it's like something that reminds me that play with curiosity because she it's like when the thing says don't touch i gotta touch it like why would you write that down don't touch i was like that's so dumb you're telling me to touch it stop writing that i'm 100 percent that person <laughs> yeah i think when you're just like yeah no i think you're and they had the like don't lose your curiosity in life like i don't know whenever i meet people who are older and you know i, I think it's important to have role models and mentors and like just kind of people of all ages like i actually saw one of my friend's daughters join so if you're still here, what's up, Sobe? I saw you sneak in here. But it's like, I learned so much when I'm around her. I learned so, so much from her perspective. And, you know, like my grandmother, who's she's now passed. But like, man, that woman, she was a spicy old lady in the nursing home. She would cheat at bingo. She'd cheat to win. <laughs> but it's like, we have these like multi-generational, like role models, mentors, people in our life. Like, 
for me, the people who always inspire me the most are the ones who are like, you know, 80, 90, and just like, have always refused to like take their life too seriously. And they're still curious and just like have a zest for life, right? And I don't know about y'all, but like during the pandemic, that was, my life had just like really gotten drained of color. And that's when I was like, something has to look different, right? So I quit my job, I moved across the country. I live with my friends. I've been like doing way more of the creative stuff that really gets my, you know, gets my light going. And, you know, life is gonna have ups and downs. Like I know it won't always be, you know, 100 out of 100 energy levels, but I can tell you that the more I engage with my curiosity, even on like a micro level, those are the best days of my life, right? Like that's when you're really in your heart. And yeah, I don't know. So that's that's why I started my podcast was like, just to encourage others and myself, let's be honest. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, a lot for me too. This is for me too, right? Um, one last question that I've been asking everyone, uh, every co-host is what's one thing you like about yourself? Um, I mean, I do love my butt, it's great, but let's go. <laughs> I mean, everyone likes a good butt. Yeah, I mean, I got a booty. Um, no, I think the thing that I really like about myself is I just have such a big, beautiful heart. Like, I cry at everything, but I just feel so deeply. And yeah, I just can't imagine really going through life, like not being able to feel. It's it's incredible to have such like a deep experience with everything. So I love that about myself. Me too. I feel it. I can feel it. Like, I feel that about you. And wanted to say, um, also, grandmas are the best. You can't, like, I had two very special ones, too. And one lived till, like, 96, and the other one was 90, and we'd be places. And, you know, we're standing online. They're always like, you have two items. They have too many. Can she cut? Or going through a red light. I'm old. You could go through red lights. I said, what? You know, it was like the, my grandmothers are just the ones like that, like those spicy, witty ones that just say what's on their mind. I just truly enjoy and miss. So if there's any old ladies out there, like, I need to find like a grandma replacement, like rent a grandma. Can someone just like DM me? Grandma, I don't know if they're even on IG. I did see one grandma on IG. This man, me. I, I need one. Hired my next character. I think that the next character that I work on needs to be a grandmother figure who uh, probably going to be very based on my own grandmother, but maybe I'll incorporate some like, you know, Jersey Italian. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jersey I, had a, Jer I had a Polish. She was one. Oh, my God. She would always say, oh, talking about butts in, Pol in Polish, it's Dupa. Dupa? And she would do pa, and she was great. She liked to put booze and stuff. So she would have two punch bowls, and she writes little sign in front with booze, without booze. And that's what she. Yeah, Grandma. Okay. <laughs> and my last one, she used to send me $5 in college when I was at Oswego and write in my car, have a Polish highball on me. And a Polish highball is a shot in a beer. I mean, there's many shot in beers, but like yeah. it's called a Polish highball. I love that. Also, yeah, if any grandmas out there would like to send that to me, I'll send you my address. <laughs> <laughs> I need a grandma. Please, please contact me. Well, Kristen, this has been so much fun. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I could talk to you forever. Um, so thank you. And where can we find you besides um, here? Yeah, I mean, you can look me up at Deeply Funny Podcast, obviously on Instagram. I think I've got links in there. But um, yeah, if you listen to podcasts, check out on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, Deeply Funny. Uh, we published our first episode last week, and I will be putting up another episode in the next couple of days here. Um, but yeah, it's 
like I said, we I interview a lot of different friends. Actually, I think the next one is going to be with my friend Annie. Her and I were both uh, coming up in the stand-up comedy and improv world in New York. So it'll be a good conversation. But yeah, deeply funny. And um, if you're interested, I have another small business called Royal Giftings. Royal Giftings. And you can check us out, Royal Giftings, on Instagram as well. Well, thank you so much. I'll post all that in the notes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Beyond Small Talk community. Remember to tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. where you could watch us again on uh, IG Live right here. Download, review, share, and all that good stuff. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you. This was so fun. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.